This is the message from Connection Community Church for Sunday, January 15th, 2023. Non-negotiables. All things are possible with God, and through faith, mountains can move. My husband Jason and I have three children, and our youngest son, Evan, um, has substance use disorder. And so we have been in some challenging places in the last uh, 10, 12 years with Evan. And through all of that, I knew that God was with us. We knew that God was in control of everything, but it's really hard to just kind of Always remember that when you're in a pit of just sadness. Um, And as a mom of worry, every day would be a new challenge for a long period of time. Every day it would be either a call from school or the police would be at our house um, for something. But, you know, we were able to deal because we knew that we had we have God and we were praying for Evan every day. We still do. During this time, I wrote in my journal a lot, just a lot of verses about faith and verses about, um, you know, God doing seemingly impossible things. And I clung to those verses and I would read them every day. Um, There was one point in our journey that um, I was physically putting on the armor of God every day. I would start with that Ephesians 6, uh, 14 through 18, where I was putting on the breastplate and putting on my helmet because we were going to war. We were going to war not in, you know, an earthly sense, but, but We were going to war every day for the life of my son. And so I I lived that Ephesians scripture for months and months and months, did not leave my house without my armor on because I didn't know what the day was gonna bring. But whatever it brought, I knew that God was gonna be there with us. So Evan today, by the grace of God, is 10 months sober. Um, We have two beautiful grandchildren, and they are just a a light for us. We know that all things are possible with God. We know that, including Evan's sobriety. We know that God is faithful as long as we let him show us his faithfulness. We know that God can do impossible things but we have to help we have to do our part too we have to be on our knees we have to pray we have to read the scripture we have to be in fellowship with other believers we have to be where we can be lifted up or lift someone else up we know that and we hung on to those things in the difficult times and god has brought us through and continues to do this work in us and in Evan. Susan's the real deal. 
And this place, this church, is a place where you don't have to have your pretty face on and put a mask on when you walk in. You can just be real, be you. We all come with stuff. I'll share a lot of my stuff. And um, we were, we watched and prayed and walked with Susan and Jason through, through that, and they were powerhouse faithful people continue to be. And it's such a model for each one of us because that's who God is. God carries us through. And um, so we just want to thank Susan for being real and vulnerable because sometimes we think that we can't let people know our stuff and not look perfect. And it's not true. <laughs> we have a perfect God. We live in an imperfect world. But we are covered by the grace and mercy of God. Amen. I want to say good morning to everybody. How are you? Are you good? Are you good? That's awesome. That's awesome. My name's Carrie Jones. I'm Alan Jones. And we are two sinners who've been saved by the grace of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We were away last week. We were on vacation like two days ago. We were in this 80 degree weather, you know, at the Grand Canyon. It was Cayman. brutal. Oh, it was downright goodness. brutal. It's always good to come home, though. It's always good to come home. It's great to be with our family here at Connection. Let's pray. Almighty God, thank you for the opportunity to share your word. And may each one of us be touched by your scripture and your nudge, uh, however that looks in our lives. We thank you for the opportunity to uh, give this message. May our words be in complete and total alignment with you, God. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So back to reality. <laughs> back to reality. Our focus for the next several weeks is on non-negotiables. Say non-negotiables. Non-negotiables. Those things that are not open to discussion or debate, modification, or negotiation. For us here at Connection... The non-negotiables are those things which form the foundation of our faith on which our beliefs are built. We are unable and unwilling to budge on these bedrock beliefs. They are not who we necessarily want to be or strive to be. They are who we are. They're the basis of what we believe and why we believe it. It's our DNA. Compromise is not an option when it comes to the non-negotiables. So last week, Kyle Brandenburg kicked it off. Kyle, thank you so much. He's back in the sound booth where he prefers to stay. But last <laughs> week, he started us off and gave an incredible uh, message on the first two non-negotiables. God created and it was good, and God cares for all people. So Alan and I, we watched. We were with you last week. Um, here's a picture of kind of, oh, we were with Charlie and Becky Hunter. I, they come to the 1030 service and they're snowbirds. So Charlie and Becky, if you're watching, hey, we can know right what you're, where you are in, in your summertime home, or your winter warm home. I'm sure Charlie will go out fishing later today too. Mm. Yeah. Hey, also. It was a great experience watching while we were on vacation, and the praise team, the tech team, the cameras, the lights, 
Spot on, you guys. It was so good. I didn't go, ah, wrong shot or anything. Great job, everybody. And there's nothing, though, like worshiping in the family of God. Online is wonderful when we're away and sick. It's really good to be in the presence of God in the community. Mm. So today we're going to look into two more non-negotiables. All things are possible with God, and through faith, mountains can move. Let's start with God and possibilities. We find the biblical foundation for the non, this non-negotiable in the 10th chapter of the book of Mark. A, uh, a rich man asked Jesus what he had to do to inherit eternal life. And Jesus, Jesus told him to, to follow the commandments. <laughs> Great. He'd been doing this since he was a kid. He's got it made. He's got it. And then the scripture tells us that um, Jesus, uh, uh, t- t- uh, Jesus told him uh, he had genuine love for this man. He had genuine love for him as he looked at him. Can you imagine what it must have felt like to have Jesus stand there looking at you and seeing that love in his eyes for a couple of moments? It was, you know, kind of a pregnant pause there. And then Jesus continued with love in his eyes. There is still one thing you haven't done, he told him. Go and sell all your possessions and give the money to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come and follow me. And at this, the the, the man's face fell. And he went away sad, for he had many possessions. Wow, that certainly did kind of have a shift, didn't it? Sell all your possessions, give to the poor. For this man, that seemed to be tough because it, it seems that he had allowed his possessions, his stuff to take priority. You know, possession stuff isn't bad, but when it come, becomes more important than God, when it gets in the way of our relationship with God, it, it is. That stuff is. You know, only God deserves the top spot. God is de- deserving of our worship, not our stuff. And... Um, Sometimes, and it seems that with this guy, perhaps there wasn't room for God. He had to empty out. He had to relinquish some stuff in order to make room for God. Well, the Bible tells us that his face fell. He went away, for he had many possessions. Apparently, as we see, the possessions seem to be more important than eternal life. We never hear about this guy again. I always wonder, did he walk away and then come back and say, oh, okay, or, you know, whatever happened to him? I hope he made a decision to change his life. Jesus then used this as a teaching moment, uh, an opportunity to share some spiritual truth with his disciples. He said how hard it was for the rich to enter the kingdom of God. And the disciples were amazed at this. It's because at that time, in that place, Jews believed that God blessed the righteous 
with, with, with stuff. Bless the God-fearing, bless the holy with material possessions. The richer you were, the more God was blessing you. Unless, of course, you were a tax collector or somebody else who got the money by cheating. (laughs) Jesus went on to say that it was easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle. Picture that. A camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich person to enter the kingdom of heaven. The kingdom of God. Now that visual will stick with you for a while, won't it? Camel, needle. Yeah. Basically, he's saying it's impossible for a camel and that it's even harder for a rich person. Mark chapter 10, the disciples were astounded. Then who in the world can be saved? They asked. Jesus looked at them intently and said, Humanly speaking, it is impossible, but not with God. Everything is possible with God. All things are possible with God. That is what we started this church with. Our launch team started. We knew that everything was possible with God and everything was impossible without total and utter dependence on God. That is probably the saying, the scripture that you will hear us say the most. And anybody around here, all things are possible with God. Sometimes, though, it's hard to come to grips with that. Yeah, because we think, wow, that's a pretty big gap. That's a pretty big pit. That's, it's getting pretty dark around here. And what happens is that we see things with our human eyes, not the eyes of God. And there's a big difference. We're good at seeing why things will not happen, why things will not work out. Human eyes tend to see things as they are, not as they should be or could be. Martin Luther King saw things as they should be. And I pray as they can be, are and will be, but we have a lot of work to do. Human eyes. But with God's eyes, there's all these possibilities, things that can happen, things that we have hope for and assurance of. And why is that? Because God's already shown us what is possible, that Jesus, who was dead three days, was resurrected. Death was not defeated, or death was defeated. Death, yes, my death. death was defeated by God. Everybody thought it was over, even though they were told it wasn't going to be. It wasn't. The resurrection reminds us that, say it with me, with God, all things are possible. All things. Resurrection reminds us to never, ever give up on someone or something or a situation. We've seen it here in church over these 20 plus years. Over and over and over again, God has taken what seemed impossible and made it very much possible. And he's going to do it again and again and again. We've seen it in our lives, the lives of 
you and the congregation. Relationships that seem dead and gone, resurrected by God. Financial situations that seemed utterly impossible became very possible with God's help. Lives that, uh, as Susan was talking there, that through addiction uh, were, were all but gone, wasted, used up, brought back to life by the one that's just full of possibilities. It's important for us, each of us, to remember, to never forget that God is a God of possibilities. That with God, nothing's impossible. God did the ultimate. He resurrected Jesus from the dead. After that, anything is possible. Anything's possible. When we're ready to give in, to give up, to get out, to let go, we've got to remember, say it with me, all things are possible with God. All things are possible with God. So that's our first non-negotiable. Our second one of the day is, through faith, mountains can move. Through faith, mountains can move. Now, our biblical foundation for this non-negotiable is found in the 17th chapter of Matthew. We have this scene where Jesus and Peter and James and John went up to a mountaintop to be alone. And while they were there, Jesus was transformed. It's an incredible scripture. Um, take some time to read Matthew 17. In Jesus' transformation, his face shone like the sun, and his clothes were as white as light. And then Moses and Elijah show up, and they began talking with Jesus. You know, here we have uh, Peter, James, uh, John, and they're in the New Testament times, and they're up on a mountain. The next thing you know, there's Moses, you know, the same Moses who brought the law down hundreds of years before, and Elijah, who represented the prophets. Well, I just love Peter. He's one of my favorite characters in the Bible, and he just wanted to, like, do something. You know, Peter had to do something. He had trouble just being. He had to do something. And so he says to Jesus, how about if I make three shelters, one for you and one for Moses and one for Elijah? But even as he spoke, a bright cloud overshadowed them, and a voice from the cloud said, This is my dearly loved son who brings me great joy. Now, we've heard something very similar to that when Jesus came up out of the waters after he was baptized. But then this voice continues to say, Listen to him. Hmm. The disciples were terrified and fell face down on the ground. So Jesus came over and touched the disciples and told them to get up and to not be afraid. Moses and Elijah were gone. Only Jesus was there. And they went back down the mountain. (laughs) And at the bottom, a large crowd waited for them. A man knelt before Jesus and asked him to have mercy on his son who had terrible seizures. He had brought him to the disciples, but they could not heal the boy. So this next part of the scripture, you know, we think of Jesus as nicey, nicey, lovey, lovely. 
he starts really letting them have it because <laughs> Jesus is also, also calls us to accountability. Jesus said, you faithless and corrupt people, mm. how long must I be with you? How long must I put up with you? I would, have, mm, I would have just fell on my face with that one. Bring the boy here to me. Then Jesus rebuked the demon and the boy, and it left him. From that moment, the boy was well. Afterward, the disciples asked Jesus privately, why couldn't we cast out that demon? You don't have enough faith, Jesus told them. I tell you the truth. If you had faith, even as small as a mustard seed, picture how that is, how small that is, you could say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it would move. Nothing would be impossible. <laughs> so, so much for the mountaintop experience, huh? back to reality. <laughs> and there's a good reason for that. You know, um, ministry doesn't take place usually on the mountains, does it? It takes place in the valley. Jeez, I'm having trouble with this paper here. Excuse me. That takes place in the valley. That's where ministry takes place. True, true for them, true for us. And it was for Jesus and disciples. The disciples asked why they couldn't cast out the demon, and Jesus answered, because you didn't have enough faith. And then, you know, he talked about faith as small as a mustard seed moving mountains. Moving mountains was a common Jewish expression for removing difficulties. And Jesus incorporated it here. With enough faith, all difficulties can be solved. Even, even the hardest task can be accomplished with faith. Faith in God allows us what we need to remove what seem to be mountains blocking our paths to success. I just want to go back to, with enough faith, all difficulties can be solved. <clears throat> that doesn't mean everything changes and it's hunky-dory. It means that with God, we'll get through it. God will walk with us. God will go before us, behind us, and all around us. And we're never alone. And while the situation may not change, um, we do have the assurance of God's presence with us. So he's talking about mountain-moving faith. And it's important to have faith in God when it comes to moving mountains in life, to know that it's God's strength that we lean on, not our own. Ours will run out. We get depleted. God never grows tired or weary. God's power and strength is never, ever defeated. It never runs out. In the Bible, we read about people with mountain-moving faith. We read about people like Abraham and Moses, ordinary people who stepped out and were obedient with God. Deborah and Elijah and David and Ruth, and there's so many, and we think of the faith in God that allowed these people to be sustained in times of challenges, giving them what they needed in the midst of the challenges. There's a guy that comes here. I don't think Carl Kirk is here today. But those of you who know, know Carl, he has this saying, I'm 
blessed by the best. <laughs> yeah, you've heard Carl. Everything is, hi, Carl, how you doing? I'm blessed by the best. <laughs> and the thing is, Carl's life is imperfect, but he still feels blessed by the best. You know, it isn't just ancient Bible stories where we find people of faith holding on to God's promises. Right here at Connection Church, you, me, clinging to the faith we have, knowing that God is, is, is on the throne, knowing that God has what we need when we need it to accomplish what he's called us to do. It goes hand in hand with this idea that with God all things are possible. The church and, and, and the people in it are a living testimony. You all, living testimony to the importance of faith. And here's the thing about faith. It isn't something that just happens. Faith comes when we get to know God. <clears throat> How do we get to know God? Well, we read scripture, we meditate on it, we pray, we have uh, Christian friends who uh, help lift us up, who call us to accountability, um, small group life. All this stuff helps us and increases our faith, but it helps us understand God and the promises of God. And because something doesn't happen, because we pray and pray and pray and pray for it, doesn't mean we don't have enough faith. It just means that God's got something different. And it's like, why? Well, some of this stuff doesn't really make sense. Well, in every situation that happens in our lives, we have an opportunity to grow. And in our hardest times is probably when we grow the most because we become more and more dependent on the only one that can carry us through. Faith does not mean we can force God's hand. We can control God. Faith is being confident in the promises of God, the assurance that he does care for us, you and me. All things are possible with God. Through faith, mountains can move. You know, in, in each of these non-negotiables, there's, there's a key word, a key word in each. In the first one, with God, all things are possible with God, with is the key word. It's, it's not us here and God there. With God, through, we're together, working together, trusting, relying on God, counting on God, and then through. Through faith, through faith, mountains can move. We have to have that faith, rely on that faith, turn to that faith at those times when everything seems to be lost. You know, it, it's, it's kind of easy to be faithful when everything's just going our way, isn't it? <laughs> that doesn't take much. When everything's working out like you want it to. It's another thing to be faithful when the normal person would be going absolutely crazy. <laughs> Being faithful in that situation goes hand in hand with having that peace that goes beyond all understanding that we talk about so much. 
It all boils down to God. To God. He is the one to turn to. He is the one we count on. He is the one who gives us the possibilities, who gives us the faith we need when we have nowhere else to turn. Amen? Amen. So the question for us is where do we go when we hit a mountain where there seems to be this huge block, this huge wall? As what just entered my mind is that mountains can be this, this huge barrier, but also Jesus went up on the mountain, didn't he? To, so maybe we need to embrace the mountain and see what we can learn from it and have total and utter dependence on Jesus and believe that that mountain will get moved in one way or another. Sometimes it looks like just waking up again instead of cashing it all in. God moves mountains. No mountain is too high. Do you believe that with God all things are possible? That's what we're taught. That's what we know. That's what we've seen. God has proven that through his son, Jesus. And because of that, we never have to give up hope. The darkness is never pitch black. There's always that light in the distance, and the light is Jesus. And then we're called to be that light for others. That's our marching orders. Once we, we know Christ, to share that with those who might be hitting this mountain. But we have mountain-moving faith. And so we're going to trust in these two non-negotiables. With God, all things are possible. And through faith, mountains can move. And that's because of the power of God, because of his son, Jesus Christ, who resurrected from the dead and sits on the right hand of God the Father Almighty, and because of the power of the Holy Spirit. Because of all that, the song that we're going to sing in a minute, do it again, he's going to do it again, and do it again, and do it again. Keep your eyes open and watch how God will move mountains and do it again. Amen? That's the good news. Let's live it and let's believe it. Let's pray. Almighty God, thank you for your word found in Scripture. Thank you for these examples that that we see the man with the possessions. And God, we, we hope that he ended up in full relationship with you. And maybe uh, when we get to heaven, we can have a conversation with the guy. Lord, and thank you for the example of the mountaintop time with Peter and James and John and when they encountered Moses and Elijah and how Jesus was transformed. Thank you for these examples that can carry us through our challenges where we know that we know that we know that you will do it again. We thank you, Lord, and praise your holy name, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Everybody agreed and said, amen. Thank you for listening to the message from Connection Community Church. 
For more information and to find out more about our ministries, you can visit us on our website at justshowup.church. You can also call our church offices at 302-378-7692. Thanks again for listening. Connection Community Church, connecting people with Jesus and the new life he offers. Thank you.